Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here. And tonight I will be doing a podcast on the New York Rangers. At the taping of this podcast, it is just about 20 minutes to a half hour after the New York Rangers have been eliminated from the playoffs. Let me start off by saying it was a hell of a ride. Going into these playoffs, going into this season, general, I consider us lucky, not, not lucky, but definitely looking on the bright side to say we'd be in the playoffs, especially uh, top three in the Metro, and finished in second, went into the first round with definitely a shaky start before we did complete the comeback against Pittsburgh, one of the, in my opinion, one of the, and not probably a lot of your opinions, one of the best comebacks in a playoff series of all time, really, in hockey, considering they were down in every single elimination game. They still found a way, especially that, that game five where they were down two in the third period was not looking good. But they found a way, and they battled this entire postseason. Same thing with Carolina, which is an even tougher home than Pittsburgh. And... Carolina was, if I'm being honest, my pick to join the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup because that did have Colorado making it there, which I think was a relatively straightforward pick. But the Rangers uh, won all their home games in that series, and they won the all-important Game 7 in Carolina. It was a really back-and-forth series. The teams just looked like two different teams on the home compared to the road, and that's the same way that the Eastern Conference final started at Madison Square Garden, where the Rangers just dominated Tampa Bay in every aspect, and I was there for Game One, the Eastern Conference Finals, where if my voice sounds a little bit hoarse or if you hear me coughing throughout this podcast, it's because I am recovering from COVID, which I did most likely get from that Game One. But overall, I would say it's worth it because that's one of the best, if not the best, sporting event that I've ever attended, and. Six goals, all amazing. Especially that first one from Kreider, less than 90 seconds into the game. The house, the garden, I mean, was rocking. It was just amazing, but then going into Tampa Bay, I am not going to lie. In game three, when the Rangers scored their two power play goals and were had a 2 nothing lead in the series and a 2 nothing lead very close to being up 3 nothing, your mind starts to wander just very happy. I, well, we were feeling very well that day in Game 3, but still just very happy with how the Rangers were playing. Thinking, oh yeah, we're going to take care of Tampa Bay. This is easy. And then Tampa Bay did something pretty much what the Rangers did in Game 5 of uh, the first round of the playoffs, where they stormed back, got two quick goals down two against Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay did that to us. Took a tied game into the third period, where with under a minute, they got the game-winning goal. And that is when all the momentum switched from the Rangers to Tampa Bay. When you get a game-winning goal like that, it almost immediately just gives you an adrenaline rush to your fan base, the coaches, the players, everybody. All of Tampa Bay as a whole. And they transferred that energy into a very dominating Game 4 win. Very dominating. I... we were honestly lucky to not be shut out in that game. The way we played, did get a late power play goal. 
And the general trend since those two games in New York is that not only have the Rangers struggled to score in general, but especially on 5v5. That's what has just killed us. We cannot get a 5-on-5 goal for the life of us. Had that one in Game 5 with Lindgren, but it was not enough to ultimately beat Tampa Bay, and they won a pivotal, pivotal Game 5 in what was probably the most important New York Ranger game I ever witnessed. Again, Tampa Bay scores a late goal from Sergachev. Sergachev was kind of screened on both goals, and let me make clear that any criticisms that I, which are not many, you cannot criticize Igor Shesterkin at all. The job that man did cannot, cannot be, there's not enough to say about it, how incredible it was. The Rangers would not be here without him, and that's a fact. No, there is no debating that. And the way he played, just the energy, especially tonight in game six, any one of those crazy saves that he had alone is just enough for most goalies in a game. Like, they're going to think to themselves, wow, I had an amazing save. But no, Shisterkin, he does not quit. He does not stop. He is an animal. And he is going to be an amazing goaltender for years to come in this league. And I really hope that he is a Ranger for life. Because that is a once-in-a-generation player that they have. It's not just me that sees that. I could, everybody with eyes can see that. I, I don't really want to compare him that much to Lundqvist, but the torch has definitely been passed. On to Igor Sesterkin. I don't know if Georgiev's going to really want to stay in that backup position on the Rangers for very long. We will have to see. But Igor Sesterkin... From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for everything you've done for us in this game, this series, the entire playoffs, and your entire career with us. I know I did a podcast early about you that does come to my mind from time to time. Titled Igor Shosturkin, it's too soon. I mean, I did say in that podcast, I'm not at all saying that he wasn't going to be the New York Rangers goaltender who was going to grew up to be great, but looking at that man that started off his career, I believe it was a game against the Colorado Avalanche. That was his first career game, or second career game very early on. Looking at him, I could never have imagined that he would turn into a player that he's right now, and he is getting that Vezina Trophy, no matter what Tampa Bay does in their cup final against Colorado. There's just no way that they cannot give him that. And I guess I should get into what went down tonight in Game 6, which is the last hockey game the Rangers will play until the fall. We did get a good more than a month of bonus hockey from the Rangers uh, after the regular season, and I'm grateful for that. It was an experience. It was a journey. Met some people online that followed the Rangers, and it was just a lot of fun. Got to go to a few games, which I'm very thankful for. But yes, game six. Did not start off great. It really did not. Uh, just Tampa Bay dominating their fast play. We were not generating many chances, and we were lucky to get out of the first period. 0-0. 
than the second period. Halfway through, still a little bit better, in my opinion. A little bit. Still not good enough, and Tampa Bay does get their goal. About halfway through the second period. And I know one of the announcers on tonight's broadcast alluded to this. It really could have been going into the third period. Five nothing, four nothing for Tampa Bay. If it wasn't for Shesterkin, and I was just um, watching. Well, I'll get into that actually after I finish talking about Game Six. So yeah, one nothing going into the third period. My heart kind of beating out of my chest. It's wondering, is this the last period of the Rangers hockey season for? On this month, October. Uh, just hoping, praying somebody can deliver a moment of magic. Thank you. I think the, also about halfway through the third period was the time that the Rangers got their first power play, which we so desperately needed. We're not getting enough of them. Something, just anything to spark this offense. It was a lot of good first power play. And the second one, definitely, you could see some improvements about Jed shooting. Or shots keeping it in the Ozone. And then Vetrano does get that moment of magic. I was screaming, jumping up and down, and they did not show the garden, but I did see that on the post game on MSG. It was much more crazy than I could have imagined, especially considering there's not an event there, but it was packed. I'm glad that some Rangers fans got to go there, of course. COVID can't exactly go back to MSG. Um, but yeah, just great environment after Vachana scored. Of course, I'm excited, and it was short lived because. 22 seconds later, Steven Stamkos scores his second goal of the game, an odd goal, to say the least, um, that came out of Shesterkin's glove and just sort of went off his body into the net. I'm not going to complain about the refs giving that one. It, it is, in my opinion, a legal goal. Saw it for the first time. Didn't see anything wrong with it. Didn't see anything wrong with it. The replay did the refs, and it stood. And you could just imagine the roller coaster that I was feeling, that my family was feeling, that every Rangers fan was feeling in that minute, you go from just having this sense of relief, ultimate relief, that we're, hey, we can do this, to just a deflating, crushing goal in a matter of seconds. And obviously difficult to recover. Didn't have a plethora of chances after that. And we did not pull Shesterkin soon enough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... At a point in elimination like that, you can't always wait for your top line to get back on the ice. At a point, you just have to pull your circuit. I don't think we pulled him until there was less than 90 seconds to go. And that is just really cannot happen because, especially, Jarka Lance, alluding to your own words, oh, if the offense is struggling, then if we're not, if it's a low-scoring game, I'll probably pull your circuit sooner. Well, that did not happen. And especially considering you just had your only goal of the game with a man advantage, you would think you would want to replicate that as soon as possible, but I'm not going to pretend like pulling Shesterkin 30 seconds earlier would have gotten us a goal necessarily, but I, in my opinion, I'll just take this for now. So then the Rangers lose by a score of 2-1. to one. And don't take anything away from Vasilevsky. He is the second best goalie in Manitoba right now. No question about that, just like Shesterkin is the best. Course, Lightning fans may argue me on that, but I think it's pretty undisputed that Chesterkin is going to be number one for 
future, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. But Vasilevsky did play a great team tonight, had a great couple of games before this. Really, I think it's commendable how he composed himself after having, what was it, nine days off, going into MSG, just being berated by fans at the game that we were at. Constant, Vasi chance. Constant, Igor's better chance. But that's what the pros do. That's what the great goalies do. They recoup, and he played good hockey for the next four games of that series, which was definitely the key to Tampa Bay winning those four in a row. I mean, obviously you're going to be upset when your team is eliminated from the playoffs, especially when they made it very far. But I guess you you just you have to take pride and be proud of what the Rangers have done through the regular season and through the postseason. And like I was reassured by my grandfather at the end of the game, the Rangers have a bright future ahead, which is 100% true. A lot of great young talent, offensively, defensively, and of course, with number 31 goal. I definitely look forward to next season of Rangers hockey. Till then, we have the Red Hot Yankees to talk about. We have the New York City Football Club. We, we do have the, well, the World Cup is not my fault. Uh, I wish it was this summer. It would be nice. Instead of, it's going to be really weird having the World Cup around Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's going to be very interesting. But, yeah. Let's go Rangers. Not sure why I said that. And we are done, but it is tough to accept. Well, that wraps it up for this podcast. Thank you, Gerard Glant, for the job that you've done all year. Thank you, Igor Shosturkin. Sebastian's still wearing your gear right now. My favorite player. And yeah, let's bounce back. We'll get Tampa Bay back next year. All right. Good night. Thank you for listening. This has been WFAN.